Welcome to the Barely Living Dread Girls podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And we are continuing on with Found Footage Fall. Yay! We love that. Found Footage is so fun. And this movie, I know we were really both excited to watch and talk about. Um, And this week, we're covering The Visit. Over the river and through the woods to Nana and Pop Pop's house we go and some shit's gonna go down. Go up, go in the shed, go all around. You just hang tight. Even in your face a little. Oh yeah, the shit is in your face in this movie. It's okay, Nana's hot. So this movie came out in 2015. It is an M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan uh, dong dong. We love him <laughs> uh, on this podcast. He has made some great movies. He's made some bad movies. He's made some in-betweens. Um... And this... And we've never made a movie, so... Yeah, exactly. And this is, I want to say, his only found footage, or his only found footage that I've seen. Um, wow. He really, he took to this genre well, I think. And, oh, yeah. And um, it's easy to forget that this is found footage because it is shot so well, because he is such a good director that um, some of the shots are just so beautiful. There's not a whole lot of shaky cam and the quality of the camera is so good, which makes sense because the cameras they're using, um, the yeah. picture just looks so good. It's easy to forget this is found footage. This is not your Blair Witch. You know what I mean? This is not 1999. This is, it's easy to forget. Yeah. But I thought that was something, like you said, that made it so cool. Um, Cause yeah. we get that advancement in technology. That's like, yeah, you could shoot something that looks that good. Because even people's phones can yeah. shoot something that looks that good. You can shoot in 4K on, you know, something that you have in your house every day. And I think that's honestly, in my own opinion, I've never made a, a movie, but I feel like it would be harder to shoot a found footage style movie in that good of quality because the the thing about found footage is that it's cheap to make. Yep. And the low quality lens help to your scares absolutely and to your effects because they don't have to look as good because the The quality quality. yeah and so i think it was a super bold and brave move to have these like high definition cameras where we can see the pores on someone's face yeah i mean seriously clear pictures and it makes sense because this entire movie it's framed as a 14 year old 15 year old girl who is making her own movie. She's making a documentary. She's a film student. She wants to be, you know, a filmmaker. And so she's getting all these really pretty shots and, like, framing things really well because she's paying attention to the camera because it's not just, oh, there's some spooky shit going on. Let's put a camera up, which I love those movies too. But it's her actually being like, no, I'm going to make a documentary about this very specific thing that Mm -hmm. my mother went through because I love film. And so you do get these really cool shots. You get these really funny instances of them saying, like, film bro words, like, Maison Sen and things like that. And, yeah, I just think it's fucking funny. Um, Catherine Hahn. Love. Love Catherine Hahn. I love her so I love her so much. Fucking much in everything she's ever done. Whenever she comes on the screen anywhere, I'm just like, oh. And this is... She's here to save the day. And she's the first person we see. She's telling the backstory of her parents when she was a teenager. Her and her parents had a big falling out because she fell in love with uh, one of her professors, uh, got together with him. The parents disagreed, so they had a big falling out, and she left, hasn't talked to him since. So she's kind of giving this backstory because that is the story, uh, the documentary that her daughter is making. Yeah, she's she's not... So Catherine Hahn's character has not seen her mom and dad and... All these years. Since she was, what, 18, 19, something like that? Yes. And um, so the children that she has are 15 and 13, and they've never met their grandparents. So this this uh, documentary is essentially not only, like, tell, like, recanting the story that their mother told them, but just getting to know these people. Like, hey, we're meeting our grandparents for the first time. Uh, ever. Their dad's out of the picture now. They He left them when they were pretty young a few years ago. And so she, like, the teenager, the girl specifically, is taking this, like, very hard in a way, like, just kind of meeting that other part of your family. And you can tell she really loves her mom and wants her to, like, they both are so good to their mother. 
Like they, they are, love their mom. They, they want, are very emotionally they, mature. They do not really want to go to their grandparents' house. Like they even say on the train, we're doing this so she can go on the cruise with her new boyfriend. This is us approving of that relationship. I can't believe how emotionally immature these children are. They are ridiculous. It's like even T. T. Diamond Stylist. He's amazing. I love him. He's, like, just the way that, like, he and his sister comforted each other. Mm-hmm. I love I mean, of their- course they still talk shit. That's what siblings do. But yeah. at the end of the day, or, like, when he was having, you know, kind of a little bit of a breakdown. And He's she- a germaphobe. And she was consoling him. I literally was just like... She knew exactly how to. Am I she about knew- to cry at the bar right now? Because I was watching this at... Um, I was watching this at the restaurant I went to yesterday while I was eating lunch. I was just sitting at the end of the bar, eating my burger and my little salad with my headphones in. And she'd come over and I'd be like, I'm so good. You really don't need to worry about me. Am I bothering you? You're taking right. up this space. And she's like... I was there at like 2.30. Like nobody's at a bar at 2.30 on a weekday. She's like, you are absolutely fine. I'm like... Okay, you're beautiful, and I love you. But yeah, She's a tall, beautiful. Sorry, I know I love that tall, uh, beautiful ginger. I love their brother sister relationship. I think they're like just so perfect, um, and you can tell that they've grown up in a, um, I don't know, volatile is the right word, but like slightly broken household. I mean, their parents are not together. Their father abandoned them, and they just love their mom. They can see all she does for them. Um, so her, their mom is dropping them off at the train station so that they can uh, go visit their grandparents. There is the cutest shot of them <sighs> all hugging together. And, like, it's just, you can, like, even if you're not a parent, you can kind of feel that moment of, like, yeah. this is probably the first time she's ever let her kids go anywhere without her. She's ever gone anywhere without them. Like, I just, I can feel it. And there's, again, like, a lot of found footage you're seeing found footage movies, you're seeing actors you don't really know that well, and I think a lot of the time that lends to the realness of the movie. You can really put yourself in the setting and kind of pretend that it's real for a while, because you don't know these people. Mm-hmm. You see a face like Katherine Hahn, and it can detract from a movie. It's It has for me in the past with some other actors, but she's just so good. I agree. It didn't deter so real. for me. It didn't like, deter the... When she's, like, kind of fake laughing and running beside the train, and then it turns into, like, a real run, and she's, like, like she's, like, laughing, ha, huh? and then she's, like, you can see the, like, panicked look on her face because it's really starting to get going. And it she starts, got like, me! I know. She starts, like, tearing up but trying to hide it. Yeah. I'm just, like, ugh. I love her. She needs to be in more. She's so fucking funny. But she's, she's like also to just own the universe. Yes. Catherine Hahn for president of the universe. Oh my god, yes. We, you have two votes right here, Catherine Hahn. Right here. One and two. One and two. If dogs can vote in your world, <laughs> then we have a lot more. <laughs> if dogs and white men can vote in your world, we have eight. <laughs> exactly. We're off to a great start, honestly. Yes, we are. <laughs> we'll make a so, um... <laughs> They're on the train and they're discussing. I really like this part because they're team at T-Diamond's like, well, the sister, Becca, is like, we don't know their proclivities. We don't know how they are. We don't know what kind of people they are. And the T-Diamond's like, and the brother's name is Tyler, but he's a rapper. So his name is T-Diamond Stylist. Thank you very much. And I'm going to call him T-Diamond for the entire podcast. Thank you. Um, we so, respect people's name choices around here. Absolutely. So <laughs> T-Diamond's like, they could be scrapbookers. They could like boy bands. Like, <laughs> he's thinking of all the worst. The weirdest. The worst things that could come. And this poor sweet boy thought scrapbooks and, and boy, boy bands. bands. And had no idea the what shit was storm. coming from him. Yahtzee! It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene from the whole movie. So, <laughs> so um, oh, around here we learned that the brother is a germaphobe. He uses... Like, he won't touch door handles when he goes to the bathroom, things like that. And uh, Becca explains that he's only been like that since their dad left. Um, And I think it's a pretty nice through line through the movie that's not, like, super in your face. Like, it's not every scene he's worried about germs. But there's little bits throughout that kind of keep you remembering, oh, yeah, he's got that thing about germs. And then the end, it's like, oh, "Oh, that comes back. Yeah. In the worst way. But it's, like, like you said, like, on this podcast all the time, I feel like we talk about these things, 
that seem like they're going to develop into a really cool concept that go nowhere. Yep. And I love when it's able to be all pulled together slowly throughout the movie and then shoved in your face. It's shoved right in your face and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so they meet Nana and Pop Pop. We, right around here, I'm starting, I literally wrote, Becca is such an insufferable film geek. Because she is. Like, she's so into her documentary, and she's so, like... I thought uh, it was funny. But I love it. I love her character. But in that way that, like, I know I've kind of been that person before, where I'm, like, a little insufferable about uh, things that I think I know. And I I just, (laughs) I really, I like her character a lot. Um, I do, too. But yes, we do eventually get to Nana and Pop-Pop, and I love them. They are fucking weird from the jump. I love them. <laughs> they are so weird. <laughs> I just, it, I'm yeah. tipsy, by the way, guys. We had mimosas this morning. We had a, we a only brunch had, full of champagne. We only had a couple. <laughs> we had a full bottle of champagne, plus little mini plus bottles of champagne. Plus So, uh, <laughs> there's this really, so they get there, and the, it, I was thinking about my leftovers. (laughs) So, yes, like she said, they're weird from the beginning. The, like, Pop-Pop, the way he talks, he'll just be like, oh, yeah, man, we're so excited for you guys to be here. By the way, there's mold in the basement. Don't go down there. I know, that was, like, the first thing. He just, like, is so, he just comes off the wall with this shit. (laughs) Don't go Um, down the basement, there's mold. And then, so they don't have any, I laughed at this, because they don't have any service on their phones, so to FaceTime their mom or Skype their mom. They have to fucking use a hard line to the internet. Oh my god. Oh my god. I. Wow. A hard line. It's been a long time. I'm surprised that they know how to do that. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. But you know, the younger generation is smarter than us. It's very true. I love Gen Z. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They can can do stuff on the internet so young that we never would have dreamed of. They know and people so before much. us didn't even have the internet. I know. They know so much. That's scary. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're just kind of getting a little sense, like, yes, the, the grandparents are kind of weird, and we're getting that sense that maybe they're just a little strange, but at this point in the movie, when I was first watching it, I was like, is something supernatural gonna happen? Are they crazy? Are, is it haunted? Is it just gonna be in their minds? Like, I, I really like the yeah. way this movie, it just, it kind of, like, gives you little be- pieces of weird in the sense that you're like, what kind of movie is this? What is the scare? Where's the bad guy? I don't know where. Yeah. And at, right up until the end, you kind of don't know. And that's, I mean, obviously, that's a testament of it. M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's going to have a twist. This one has one of the best twists I've ever seen. Did not fucking see it coming. Oh, my eyes are watering. So I, I just, like, remember. I just, like, transported <sighs> back to the first time I watched this movie. Yes. And I wish that I could watch this movie again for the first time. This is one of the ones that I wish I could erase my memory and rewatch it and just be like, oh, oh the, my God. And, and if you haven't seen this, go have that please. moment. Yes, please go watch this oh before you gosh. see it because we haven't spoiled it yet. Um, it will blow your fucking mind. If you don't know the twist of this movie, I mean, Jeff, right up until the end, he was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, the little brother does get a camera at one point because she's having him do, like, B-roll stuff. Um, and there's this really funny transition, really camp transition of her being like, you know, just, just be poetic with it. Just get, you know, whatever you feel is very beautiful or moving. And then the, it cuts to him just right up in the camera and just, ah, ah. A thir- of course that's what a 13-year-old boy is going to do with a camera. But then, little investigative journalist that uh, T. Diamond is. We haven't talked about his rapping yet. He can rap about anything. I love him. He raps basically like the Willinium. Like, if you think of Will Smith rapping, that's what this boy sounds like. He raps about tall girls a lot. Yeah. It's really yeah. funny. I'm just, I love him. Ho? I, he always says, ho? Like, he's, uh, I, I don't want kids because it wouldn't be T-Diamond. <laughs> I want this to be my son. Well, he starts following Pop-Pop. He's, well, he's walking around with the camera. Yeah. And he... And they got a big, 
like farmland kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. A lot of land. And it's like snowing out. Like it's cold out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he sees Pop Pop from across the fields coming out of this creepy shed. He's like, Pop Pop! And then Pop Pop turns around, stares at him, and then walks the fuck away. He's like, Well, that's weird. <laughs> he's like, Okay. And he's like, What's in the shed, Becca? <laughs> I was like, okay. I he is so him. over his sister. I love the way he's fucking with her this whole time. Oh, yeah. It's it's so good. <coughs> but, <coughs> yeah, then we get cut to a scene where he's telling them, he's like, we're old people, which they kept emphasizing a lot. <coughs> like, we get it. You're old. You have issues. They're trying to, like, explain away their weirdness with, we're old people, you know? We just, we're old. Yeah. And they're like, we, we go, go to bed, bed at 930. 9.30. Same sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so they... They're like, 9.30. Yeah, so they are chilling in bed later that night. They, of course, can't sleep because they're teenagers. Of course, they can't go to bed at 9.30 in the summer. More, you know, that especially. Um, so she goes to grab some of Nana's cookies. It's... <laughs> the way she does everything, I hate her and I love her. Because she's, like, taking the camera. She's like, I'm taking the... Uh, the route that my mom used to maybe have taken when she would go steal cookies from Nana late at night. And I'm like, or when she yes, that's out. very sweet, but also, wow, <laughs> I love you. You're so annoying. She's so annoying and I love her for it. I Me really, too. she's just so into what she does and she's just so, I love it. Uh, and but, she plays such a very specific type of person that we've yes, all met. Absolutely. Or have all met, And have all been a little bit, a, 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 a little bit. Becca, I feel you. Um, but then we realize Nana parties. Man, Nana parties hard. Because <laughs> right before she walks downstairs, she like looks into the hall, and Nana just like walks through and just <laughs> projectiles. And then just walks, keeps walking. She does it like twice. It was like my friend Nora did that once without missing a step. She puked mid step and kept walking. And me and my cousin who were walking behind her stopped and we're like. Nora, are you good? And she was like, I'm good. Come on. <laughs> we'd been we'd been drinking since like 9 a.m. It was like 4 in the afternoon. It was bad. Well, I love like, you, Nora. That was like me at Pride. I was like, yes, I'm fine. I'm just going to go puke over here. It's called Boot and Rally. <laughs> and then as I was done, I looked at my friend. And I was like, I'm done puking. Go take a picture of that dog. <laughs> <laughs> boot and Rally. So anyway, Nana Boot and Rally's down the hallway. <laughs> oh my God. She does something. Uh, anyway, so this is around the time that I realized, and this time around, that I started watching the things that Nana and Pop Pop were doing around the house. Specifically Pop Pop, because he is very much, it seems like he is taking care of the land. He's doing something with the hay. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he knows what he's doing, but he's throwing the hay out. He's, like, doing things around the land, and I'm wondering the whole time, having watched this before... How does he know what he's doing? Is he, but, or, but he's that's master thing. bullshitter. Is, is he doing anything? Because when he's throwing the hay out, I'm like, what is he doing with that hay? Is he just like pretending so it looks like he's doing something? Dude, I Because I wouldn't know what wouldn't... the fuck to talk, to do on that farm or oh in that God, land. Yeah. That's crazy. Because like he's in the, like, and T Diamond's like talking to him, or maybe it's Becca, and he's like throwing the, like, uh, hay out and, you know, and I'm just like, how does he know what to do around the house and around the land? But then I'm like, does he? Or, like, is he just doing things that he think looks like... He's working. This is what people, I think, do. They're moving hay from here to here, so I'm going to move hay from here to That's here. a really good point that I never even thought about. I, the, the only time I thought about it was this time around. I was like, wait, how does he know how to take care of it. Oh, wait, I don't think he does. It doesn't look like he's doing anything. Like, like looking back on it, that makes so much sense because you never really, like, even, like, the wood chopping. Like, yeah, way too much. Him. You know what I mean? Way too much wood. He's just, like, piling it, and there's, like, they do, like, a shot of, like, how much there is. And, yeah, it kind of feeds into that, like, if you're not paying attention, it's like, yeah, he's just taking care of the land. But if you know what's going on and you're paying attention, it's like, oh, he's pretending he knows what he's doing. Yeah. This is, he's mimicking what he's seen before. Mm-hmm. Which is creepy in hindsight. Um, <laughs> then we get one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie because it's fucking scary. 
they there is this um like underneath oh, the house like the crawl space there's like a crawl space underneath where you can get into and it's like there's like these little pillars that are like for the house and becca and t diamond decide they're gonna like run around and play hide and seek and i guess the mom had done that before and i think it like even though it looks really gross and i'm sure there's lots of spider webs it's still looks kind of fun i would do it like, and so they're, like, crawling around, finding each other, and then... And then all of a sudden, Nana's there, and she's terrifying! She's like... What did she say? I'm gonna get you, Becca! I'm gonna get you, Becca! Like she's and, like, and she's, like, spider monkey crawling around. I was like... Oh, my fucking I wrote, bro, Nana's weird and scary. Nana comes running at her, like... <laughs> like she's possessed. Here I come, Tyler! literally and it's so funny because they're like like really freaked out running away from her and they both end up like 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 falling out not falling out but like running out of the entrance like to get out of there and then nana comes like crawling out and she's like laughing and dusting herself off she's like haha isn't that funny and then she turns around and her skirt's all like ripped and like Like, her ass is showing it's yes they're just both like what the fuck? And Nana's just like, ha wasn't that fun? I'm gonna go bake cookies. And literally you just see her bare ass. I love Nana. Nana's hot. Come at me. I'm I've seen gonna... that woman naked. That woman has a nicer body than I do. Nana's hot. Not indulging. Go fuck yourself. Nana's hot. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't coming at you. I just said I'm not indulging in this conversation. Whatever. So then uh, we keep getting these weird people that are showing up at the door. Yeah. That are, like, asking, like, hey. Because the, the grandparents, like, volunteer at this, like. At a psychiatric hospital. Yes. And the doctor, like, one of the doctors stopped by. Um, he hadn't heard from him in a long time. And he said that really wasn't like them. And it's, we get the second instance of when they realize somebody's filming, he's like, you know, I used to be once an actor in my day. And then they start, like, trying to do a scene because it was him and the train conductor. Yeah. And I'm like, why was everybody, why did everybody used to be an actor? I thought that was really funny, though. I liked that. I like Because yeah. the, the train conductor does it, and they, like, cut him off. And then he, this guy does it, too. And they cut him I gotta off, turn too. the camera off. Back up both times. It's just like, what the fuck do you want? Like, <laughs> stop trying to fuck up my movie. Come on. But the... It was crazy because, conveniently enough, when the doctor stopped by, Nana and Pop Pop were taking a walk. Yes. Convenient. I just don't care. Um, <laughs> but yes. It always and is. this is around the point that I was like, okay, I get that they know that the grand, like, the, that guy knows the grandparents, but doesn't he know what's going on at Sunnyside or whatever it's called? Wouldn't he be a little more concerned that he hadn't heard from them? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't he be like, well, I was supposed to he looked, to talk to him, so. He looked pretty concerned. Yeah, and I guess maybe just because the grandkids are there. He that, didn't want to freak them out. Well, that, and he's probably like, well, they're here, so, like, they have to know who they're, grand- you know, they have to know that everything's okay. They look fine. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't know the whole background story. That makes sense, because, yeah, of course, he wouldn't really, probably wouldn't know that they don't know what they look like. And Absolutely. so he's like, oh, well, the grandkids are here. They seem like they're okay. They seem like everything's fine. So maybe they just needed a break. Maybe I'm just like, okay, yeah, just have them call me. And that makes sense later, too, for Stacy mm-hmm. Because she seems like she would be more concerned. But if the grandkids are there saying, well, it seems like everything's fine, she's going to be like, okay, maybe I'm just paranoid. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, so... Ugh. Um, next scene. Uh, <laughs> I was dying laughing. First, because of T Diamond. Because, so Pop Pop walks out and he's doing this dramatic scene where he's like looking into the camera, T Diamond is. And he's like, wonder what could be in there. Is it dead bodies? And he stops and says, Is it dead bodies? Like he's doing it different <laughs> ways. And I wrote that three times, and then Jeff said, well, I'm guessing it is. And then I wrote, well, bitch, you thought. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, if it was dead bodies, you you would be less concerned. Honestly, <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Because um, T-Diamond walks into the shed, and uh, what does he find, Jess? What's he, what does he find? 
he finds piles, high piles of shit covered adult diapers. Oh my god. And this is the German folk that finds it. And he walks in and you don't really know what it is. Like it's just like a pile of just kind of like white like you don't know. And he kind of like picks one of them up and it's a Uh. shitty diaper and he fucking loses it. Oh shit! Oh Oh, god damn it! Oh. I mean, just, and I can almost smell it through the TV. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Because he walks in, he's like, oh, it smells like ass. And when he does that, he's just said dead bodies three times. And you're thinking, oh, I wonder if it smells like a dead body. Right. No, it smells like shit because there's shit everywhere. There's dirty dive. Like, this movie cannot stop surprising me. I was so, like, gross. What? I know it's like, who's collecting I was expecting the spooks to start. Not no. the spooks. Not the shits. The Hershey squirts. The squirts. Ew. I was expecting the spooks, not the poops. <laughs> uh, he, like, falls out of the shed because he's mortified. Oh, he done. He is so done. And Nana sees him outside of the shed, and she's like, again, another, like, gaslighting explaining away. Your your pop-pop has in incontinence... This is, he hides them in the shed because he's embarrassed. And then he burns them. them. First of all, miles. You would smell that for miles. Miles and miles around. Uh, And second of all, gross. Disgusting. It's gross. So, anyway, uh, this is when, and I wrote like three or four instances that he does this. He says, I decided that I'm going to start using female pop stars in place of curse words. <laughs> like, if I stub my toe, I'm going to go, oh, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Sarah. Oh, Shakira. Shakira, yeah. And then later he does, oh, Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> and, uh, Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. Not a pop star. I know, but I was thinking of the Talladega and I. Uh, you, oh, put the. Help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Tom Cruise. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Use your Scientology magic. Yes. Get the flames off me. Um, so, anyway, this is around when they all go out with Pop Pop, and he freaks out because he, like, thinks this guy is following them, and he starts, like, trying to beat him up, and Becca's, like... Just a random stranger. Becca's, like, they're not following us. Like, he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know you, Pop Pop. I would, like, if I was that guy, I would feel kind of bad, even though I was the one getting beat up. I like, it's too. this clearly crazy, like, not okay man with his two young grandchildren being like, like, Pop Pop, it's okay. Like, he doesn't know you, and he's just laying on the ground like, I don't know you, dude. Like, I, I know I did feel bad for that guy, Yeah, too. I feel bad for him, and I felt bad. Like, like if I was that guy, I would feel so bad for the old man, because I would just assume, like, oh my god, he has dementia or something. Me too. Like, oh. I would definitely feel bad. Ugh. I wrote right here, it's easy to forget this is found footage because it's just shot so well. I know, it really is. And again, I got through this movie on my 72-inch screen without feeling sick one time because it's just so fucking good. Good quality. Great quality. Um, Hey, Nana's hot. We see hot, naked Nana right here. Right around here. So, we're back at the house. And, you know, the 9.30 curfew... It is 1047, and there's someone outside the door scratching at it. They hear, like, these weird, like, noises. <laughs> and, like, they they don't know what it is, and so they open the door. Oh my gosh. And naked Nana is just... It's this. It's actually really fucking creepy. It's just, terrifying. Because just, like, like, the sight of someone just, like, scratching at a wall... It's scary. Like, why are you doing that? And, and she's like butt-ass naked. It's like a wall down the hall, too. It's not, like, even, like, their actual door. It's just, like, it's... Ugh. It's terrifying. But then we learn she does this because of sundowning, which is a real thing. I have heard about many, many times. It's on. It's been in a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, and it is a very common thing 
Uh, for people with early onset dementia, um, it is really called sundowning, and it actually does happen when the sun sets. Um, a person can be 100% normal and there and all the way totally fine for the entire day. But when the sun sets, their brain chemistry really does. Something happens and they are not themselves. They don't know what's going on. There's a lot of confusion. Um, and it typically is a symptom of early onset dementia. And so he's explaining all this. And it makes so much sense <clears throat> because these are the weird things that like, like she's totally normal throughout the day. She can function just like she's supposed to. But then when it's nighttime, they tell her, they tell the grandkids like, hey, you have to be in by 930 because, and now we realize because grandma has sundowning. She mm-hmm. is not okay when it's nighttime. And it just, and he's telling this story while he's dressing. Like he's like, <laughs> it, and it just like, this is a thing that happens in movies. You know, someone's doing something while they're telling a story, but you realize he's putting on this really fancy tuxedo. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get to the, the truck. I gotta catch the train. I'm going to the costume the party. The costume party. And then he just stops. And Becca's like, Pop Pop, I think you're I think you're confused. And he's like, Oh, oh yeah, no, that's that's not tonight. That's and then even Nana says later, she's like, Oh, is he getting dressed for the costume party again? Like, if I was these grandkids, I'd be like, Mom, get off the cruise, come get me now. Also, I was just loving the fact that, like, the whole time when, like, they were, like, trying to explain for each other, they were just, like, to tell you the truth. And then, like, after they've just been bullshitting the whole time, I'm like, they're actually, like, pretty good liars. They really, they always come up with an excuse for the other one, but then they end up doing something crazy in the meantime. Like, when Nana's explaining that he's incontinent, like, she's doing something weird, and when he's explaining that she has sundowning, he's dressing for some random party. It's just, it's so... They keep making food, by the way. It all looks so good. I don't give a shit how crazy Nana is. That bitch can cook. Her cheddar biscuits looked fire. They did look really good. They looked, she's constantly cooking, making cookies and breakfast and biscuits, and I just want to eat it all. It looks amazing. But she's a messy cook. Because she got biscuit batter on the, only the webcam part of their laptop. Yes. And then tried to clean it with oven cleaner. I was like, well, I tried to, and it's just like this white, just Right across, just the webcam. Dried. Just the webcam. Cakey. And so they they can see their mom when they call, but they can't, um, she can't see them. Um, oh yeah, he, I wrote, oh, Carrie Underwood. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, they're on the phone with their mom, and the sister, Becca, is not wanting to tell them, that, tell the mom that they're acting weird mm-hmm. she wants her to be having a good time but tyler just blurts it out and she's like "Nana, pop up you're acting weird <laughs> she's like you're they're old i knew we were gonna have this conversation yeah. and it's just like a lot of the things he's saying it just i mean obviously not every person who ages is going to experience things like this but these kinds of things are obviously more common in elderly people and so she's just brushing it off as well they just they have problems because they're old she doesn't know because she hasn't seen them in years, so she doesn't know how they've aged. Right. So she's just attributing this to, well, Tyler's never really been around elderly people because he doesn't know any of his grandparents. He's mm-hmm. only known me and his dad. He doesn't know that this is just how people act when they get older. And, again, there's just, like, everything makes sense in this movie. Yeah. I'm not, this isn't one of those movies where I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, why isn't the mother believing them? Oh, my God, she's being so stupid. Listen to your children. It's very minor things at this point where she's just like, guys, it's, they're weird, you know? They're they're old. It just, it makes so much fucking sense. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just a well-written movie. Yeah. <laughs> And um, then, mm, this is, this was a trailer line for sure. I oh remember this trailer. Nana's she, asking yeah. her to help her clean up the... Would you mind the, getting into the oven to clean it for me? Like, getting into the oven. That was a trailer line for fucking sure. Would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it? I'm sorry. And I love the way that this was shot because it was like, you know, you have the focus 
on Becca in the forefront, and then it kind of shifts as we see Nana very, like, robotically pull out the shelf and, like, kind of turn. And she's just holding it and stands there for, like, three beats before she says, Becca, would you mind getting into the oven to clean it for me? I'm too big. I simply won't fit. And, yeah, so she gets in there and she's like, no, deeper. And she gets all the way back there. Nothing happens. She just gets right out. She's like, see, was that too hard? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's scary. Also, how deep is that oven? My oven ain't that deep. I can get into it with one arm. You know what I mean? I can hit the back of my oven with my arm. How deep is that oven? I can't fit in my oven. I've never tried. Um... So that part was really, like, it was tense, but I'm glad that that ended up coming back around, too. But, um, yeah, so then she's filming um, her part of the documentary that is her interview with Nana. And she starts asking about what happened with their mother. Any question she asks, Nana will answer. She may get a little weird. But anytime she asks a specific question, yes. what happened this day with my mother, when she, the day she left? What yeah. do you feel about this thing that happened? Anytime she has to answer a question that's very specific, she just freaks out. She either, like, pulls her scarf tight or she, like, starts shaking or, like, hitting herself in the head or whatever. And it's like... Yeah. Again, it's framed as this, like, if you're just watching this and you've never seen it before, you're like, oh, it's because she's upset. She's, you know, yeah, she's got some kind of thing about that moment that she's just freaking out about. Triggers, yeah. And, but then, in hindsight, you realize she's freaking out because she doesn't know the answer. Right. Yeah. Um, so T-Diamond at this point is freaking the fuck out and wants to put a camera out at night. He Mm -hmm. wants to set up a paranormal activity style I'm going to set this here and see what happens at night. And Becca is all about integrity and wants, is like, no, we're not involved. They don't know what's happening. I'm not behind the camera. I don't want this to happen. This is not ethical. Mm-hmm. And I love that. She is a 15-year-old who fucking cares about film ethics. I love it, too. I love it. But I was still like, these people are fucking crazy. These people are fucking I fucking film them, too. Yes. Love you, Becca. But it's like me stealing hot sauce from restaurants, you know? I'm just like... I have never seen her do that. I love you. I'm going to turn a blind eye. I've never seen her do that. That has never happened. She's also never... Put me on the stand. Encouraged me to do it. Uh, Put me on the stand. Right under oath. Bitch. I'll lie. I already lost my husband. Bitch. I don't want to lose my reputation. (laughs) We're tipsy. Quoting Legally Blonde. You put me on the stand, I'll lie. <laughs> you lost my husband. Okay. No. And then you took a shower. I think we've established that she took a shower. That she was, in fact, in, in the, the shower. <laughs> but your curls. Anyway, um <laughs> so this is around when we get the backstory of T Diamond's football thing, which comes back later in the best, and I mean best with a capital B E and S and T, best possible way. I fucking love the way this football thing comes back. So he's telling the story of one of the last times uh, his dad was ever, their dad was ever around. He was at a football game, he was playing Pee Wee football or whatever, and the guy's running toward him with the ball and he just freezes. T-Diamond freezes. He can't tackle him. He doesn't do anything. The coach is yelling at him. and de- His dad's yelling at him. The crowd's yelling at him like, get him, get him. And he can't. He just freezes. And in a small 13-year-old boy's developing mind, he's kind of blaming himself for dad, his dad leaving. He was disappointed in me. That's why he left. And right. It's such a sad little moment. I love it. And then right after that, we get a very emotional moment with Becca where she talked, where Tyler asks her, why don't you look in the mirror at yourself? Why can't you even look at yourself in the face? And like both of these children, babies have gone through so much and have come out. And it makes sense why they have come out 
as more emotionally mature and why they take care of their mother the way they do because they have been through this shit and they have lost their father to some yoga instructor that he just fucking ran off with. Like, yes, if you want to run, like, if you don't want to be in your marriage, yes, feel free to get divorced. Leaving your children behind is a whole different fucking thing. That is a whole different ballpark. 100%. Like, yeah. Especially, like, not telling them why and just, like, or that you were leaving, like, leaving them with that guilt their entire lives, always thinking that it was them. Exactly. You know? Like, Becca said, like, I'm not using any footage of my dad in this movie. I fucking refuse. He is not a part of my life. I'm not gonna acknowledge him. And in the same way that T-Diamond is, like, I... In the opposite way, almost, he's like, I'm not mad at him. Shit happens. It's fine. I still love him. He's cool. Like, it's dad. You're, they're both ignoring the problem and just kind of like, well, whatever. You know, and of course that's how a child is going to deal with it. Because, you know, I don't know how to deal with those emotions and I'm almost 30. Like, Mm -hmm. bitch. Um, This is when, so anyway, we get these, I love that we get these really emotional moments. Oh, it makes you love these characters. Beautiful moments that, yeah, that really round out these characters in a found footage movie. Because so many people are so easy to write off. Found footage is easy. It's going to be a shitty movie. The story's not going to make sense. This, blah, the blah, blah, this, that, and the other. That is not fucking true because M. Night Shyamalan made a good fucking movie. I don't care if he made it found footage or not. Like, even if this wasn't found footage, he could have made this movie good, but he chose to make it like this, but still not sacrifice any of the acting, the scenes, the lighting, the techniques, anything. He didn't sacrifice anything to make a found footage movie. And a lot of people don't see that that often. And they just kind of write it off in general. It's like, no, watch this one. Because this one's going to make you change your mind about the whole genre. Yeah. And then you'll be able to appreciate the really high quality filming of things. Mm -hmm. And then you'll eventually... I hope, get to enjoy the really shitty ones, too. Because even though they're shitty, they're harder to make than you think. Yeah. If you go out with a camera, you're not going to do as well as they can. I promise. It's harder than you think it is to make a shitty found footage movie. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. But they are, like, going on a... They're going out with Mom, Nana, and Pop-Pop to go check out... Like, he wants to look at the well that, like, he saw them staring into. And so he's, like, pulling up the bucket and, like, like, I don't think he found anything, did he? Nope, nothing gets found in the well. It's yeah. just, uh, that just one's really the only dirty thing water. Really... Um, but it kind of comes up later because she tells the story of Saturn Morphinalia or whatever, the little pond, but the creatures that spit in the pond. Because yes. then later, Pop Pop is going to send them to Saturn Morphinalia or whatever it's yeah. called. Um, by putting them in the well, because they're in there too. So that kind of comes back a little. That scene specifically is like, what are they, you know, why are we here? Right. But yes, the the well does come back up. Um, There's this really creepy scene of Nana just like, and this was another trailer moment, where she's just rocking and laughing at nothing at the wall. Just a blank wall, just ha 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 ha. She's like, what are you laughing at? And she's just like, I have the deep dark. Oh my god. What is that? <laughs> fucking horrifying. But I, um, I think we forgot. This is just a small thing, but I think it's really funny. Like, like, her Naruto running across oh the Naruto, god, yes. across the it's, fucking hall. And then he makes fun of her the next yeah, day and so doesn't, funny. she catches him. It was fucking hilarious. She's, Becca's like, tea done. Tea, stop. <laughs> Um, so yes, we, um, this is, this is, like, in both, we get a scene with Pop-Pop and Nana back-to-back in this, it's kind of, throughout the movie, we will get back-to-back moments with them of mirrored levels of craziness. So, uh, we'll get, like, early in the movie, we get the little, little tiny bits of him with the tux, of her, with her sundowning, and then around here, we're getting, um, her laughing at nothing, with this back-to-back scene of him with the gun in his mouth, Cleaning the shotgun. shotgun, and when she walks around the corner, he's got it in his mouth, and he notices, and he pulls it out with wings, I was just cleaning it, 
I, I was just cleaning it. And he's just, like, cleaning it. But it was in his fucking mouth. And Ugh. it's just, like, they're both increasing in their craziness at the exact same rate. Like, at the exact same exponential, like, they are both losing it. And yes. unable to hide and fake that normalcy anymore because they are both... They, they put a lot of work into it. Oh, they are trying so hard. Oh my god. But the amount of effort. But this is the part where Becca's like, fuck integrity. We need to see what the fuck they're doing at night. <laughs> Once he tried to swallow that gun, she thought, you know, I'm scared. I'm actually like thinking maybe this isn't normal. Because and it's I, the middle of the day and she's still doing that weird. She's still doing a weird thing. She's still being weird and he's being weird and now I'm afraid. Uh, so yeah, she does put up the camera. We get this really awesome jump scare because Nana's crawling around at night and like walking by and crawling by and then she like blur pops up right in the oh. camera. It's still not the best Nana moment. We'll get to the best Nana moment, I promise. It's this woman's physical acting is incredible. And I mean fucking incredible. This woman made this movie what it is, truly. Because her physical acting, like, in the crawling, in the scratching, in the, and then the end with the Yahtzee moment. Like, she is so fucking good. Yahtzee! The food is just flying. And the way she's, like, around the cookies. Like, I can't. I can't. I'm so obsessed with her. So, um... Not even a little bit. Uh, Mine might be dead soon, but it should work for that. Um, So we get a little more of T. Diamond's germ problem. They're like, when he flushes the toilet, he has to use a tissue. There weren't any tissues. He touched it. And like, it's a very sweet brother sister moment that like, you didn't need in this movie necessarily, but makes everything (coughs) so much more emotional. Like you feel more attached to these kids because they really love each other like this big sister is trying so hard to take care of her brother in a way that she doesn't understand like she doesn't know what he's going through she's not a germaphobe no but but she's like she was so she's like trying to wipe his hand off and he's like no you can't see it it's there but you can't see it and she's like no no no, i'm getting it off i'm getting it off and she's like going with him like she's letting herself feel what he's feeling to like help him and she's like white she's like no no look 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 i'm getting it off i'm getting it off she was and never she like you're down. crazy like she's like there's nothing there there's you know she's not saying there's nothing there you're being stupid blah blah she's like no no look i'm getting it i'm getting it look i got a clean <sighs> tissue it's i love this moment i never i didn't have one of those moments like with my brother ever like <laughs> I don't think I did. Either. Like I wish. <laughs> I literally wrote the relationship between this brother and sister is so sweet. So sweet. I absolutely love it. And that was that was such a sweet scene. But mm-hmm. around this time they're like, "You know what? Oh, this is before they call their mom that before that because she keeps talking about the elixir. She needs to get the elixir for her mom." And I get I, I like this part of the movie in the sense that, like, it makes, it gives a reason for them to stay there and keep filming. Mm-hmm. More so than some others that's like, but what if something else happens? Or, ooh, people need to see this. She is using the excuse, or she is doing this, and the movie is using the excuse of, She wants to get this specific thing for her mother because they love their mom so much. They know how much she struggles. And she's like, no, I want, I came here for this one thing. I know that things are going wrong right now, but I have to do this for mom. And it just shows more of their maturity. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then. Anyway, the elixir, basically. She's. Yeah. She's. Na- uh, interviewing Nana to basically get her to say that she forgives her mom for what happened. Uh, you know, they had this big blow up before she left and she's trying to get on camera for her parent, her grandparents to say to her mom, I forgive you for what happened. She thinks her mom needs that to move on. So she does get that eventually. She has to frame it as a hypothetical because again, anytime she asks a specific question, Nana freaks out. She frames it as a hypothetical, says, says, well, what if this happened? What would you say? And then Nana can answer. And it seems, again, if you're just watching this for the first time, it's like, oh, well, she's she can finally say it because it's just hypothetical and she can pull herself out. 
No, she can finally say it because she got the details and now she knows what's going on. She didn't know the answer before. Um, and also this is the time where, like, Pop starts talking about the white... With the yellow eyes. The, the white-haired creature with the yellow eyes. Yeah. And then um, the woman that we talked about briefly earlier, Stacy, who was a part of the program there, came by and asked about them. And then we see her come back now. And the kids are upstairs. And she sees them out the window. And the lady is, like, arguing. They, yeah, they're, like, arguing. You can't hear what they're saying, but they're, like, kind of freaking out. And the people... Dan and Pop Pop were, like, kind of pointing to the back. And when I'm watching this this time, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what is this conversation? What is, how is she not just running away? Because I think she knows who they are or is kind of figuring out what's going on. But I think that in this moment, they're probably telling her, no, they're right back here. Come back here. We're going to tell you they're right here. Let me show you where they are. And so they go around to the back of the house, and we don't see Stacy again for a while. Yeah, while. yeah. Um, but they know that Stacy didn't leave because her car's still there. Mm-hmm. And a little while later, they open a door, and there's Stacy hanging from a tree. It's the creepiest, slight, like smallest moment where they barely open the door and see her, and then Pop Pop slams it closed, and it's like, "Come on, guys, we're gonna play a game." Like it is the smallest, and it's Ooh. it's very scream esque. Yeah, like her hanging from the tree. Um, but before we get to that, we get to (laughs) the moment of the movie. And I mean the moment of this movie. Because Becca is like, okay, I got the elixir. Time to call mom. We gotta call mom. We're getting out of here tonight. We need to call mom right now. She... I forgive you, little girl. She cleans off the, uh, webcam. So mom can see them again. And she's like, mom... You have to come get us. Nana and Pop-Pop are weird, but not weird, weird. Like, they're crazy. Not just old. They, you need to come get us right now. And so the mom's like, where are they? Show me to them. And so the kids, they're like, the Nana and Pop-Pop are outside out the window. And so the kids, like, turn the laptop so that the webcam is showing them. So Catherine Hahn, the mom, can see them. And they're like, they've been so weird, they've been so weird, And blah, the whole blah, time blah. she's like, babies, 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 babies. And she's trying, and like, they finally sit down and she's like, listen to me now. That's not Nana and Pop Pop. Becca, Tyler, just listen to me. We are. Those aren't your grandparents. What are you talking about, Mom? Those are not your grandparents. Who have you been staying? Who, have you been staying, have you been with, staying with them all week? And they're both just like. And I swear to God, every time I watch this movie, I get chills when that moment happens. Oh my God, I'm I got like, chills talking about it. <laughs> That's the scariest thing I get to hear in my life. Those okay. aren't your grandparents. They're not what. What are they? <laughs> Who are they? So uh, the moms are calling the um, like county, local county police, and I'm thinking, bitch, just call nine one one. They're gonna send them closest closest person. Like, they're not going to only call the local sheriff and, like, get a voicemail. They're going to call the local, the closest whatever and get them Mm -hmm. there. Which eventually does happen. So the mom is like, okay, stay safe. I'm getting in the car. I'm going to keep calling. I'm coming to get you right now. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how much fear that mother has. Oh, my gosh. Like, you already felt, like, bad about sending them to your parents. You haven't talked to them in forever. You don't really know what's going on. You go on this trip by yourself. Yeah, she's like, I've never spent this long. You already felt bad anyway. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, I don't even know who I left them with. Ah! And I've got a long-ass drive to think about it. Yes. Ugh. Uh, This, from here till the end, is, even even if the rest of the movie has sucked, which it didn't, but even if the rest of the movie had sucked, I would love this movie just for the last 15 minutes. Because this movie fucking rules. Four or five times I wrote in my notes, this movie rules. Because this movie fucking rules. Movie I love this rule. shit. I fucking so, love it. So, it's game night, right? So, uh, they're trying to act really fucking normal. Yes, and they're, and they're not. horrible actors. And so at they're being gonna... normal, but they're great. You know, like they're amazing. So Nana and Pop Pop are slowly unraveling. Like they're just not okay anymore. And they're all playing Yahtzee. And <laughs> he's like, 
I'm a Yahtzee master. And she's like, you're not a Yahtzee master. It takes ten years to become that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fucking dying. We used to play it um, at the cafeteria or something. What cafeteria, Pop Pop? And he's just, nothing. (laughs) And uh, so while they're sitting there all playing, Pop Pop has an accident. Shits himself. I mean, the way I, I farted this morning, but worse. Um, <laughs> so, and it's so funny because when he does it, Nana picks up a cookie in both hands and just, <laughs> and there's like powdered sugar all over him. So there's all over her mouth and the way she's eating is, <laughs> and then she puts him down, quickly grabs the dice, shakes him, uh, like throws him out. And then in the camera just goes, Yahtzee! <laughs> It's my favorite part of this movie. Katy Perry. What time is it now? Isn't it getting late? It's really scary. Far. Oh my god, it's so good. This woman. I love this woman so much. The way she just put her whole entire soul into this role. And and T. Diamond's just like... Because at this point, Becca has, like, left. She left the table. She's like, oh, my camera's dying. I gotta go do something. But she goes down into the basement. And she's on the camera. She's like, I think they have my grandparents held down here. Technically. They were being held by something. Technically, they are down there. They are. Um, and you found them in the basement, dead. Super dead. Just uber, uber, uber dead. Um, <laughs> with the uh, Nana, the fake Nana and Pop Pop's, like, uniforms from the psychiatric hospital that they yeah. escaped from. Yeah, the one that they... And the, the people who have been showing up, at. like Stacy and the other guy, kept alluding to, oh, the craziness that went down at the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. they keep alluding to something that happened at the hospital. Turns out it's because two crazies escaped. And it's the Nana and Pop-Pop that we have been staying with for a week. And unfortunately, you know, they'll never get to... This movie fucking rules. <laughs> That was, like, the gag of the century, too, just, like, seeing them down there. Yes, and they, like, she's, like, when she finds their body, she finds all these framed pictures of the real Nana and Pop-Pop, because the whole time I'm watching, you know, the second time I watch this movie, I'm thinking, There's wait, no- why are there no pictures of the real Nana and Pop-Pop around? They took them all down. Yeah. And there are a few left of the fake Nana and Pop-Pop, but it's because they were, you know, the the... Real Nana Pop Pop had been their counselors, so there are pictures of them around that they had taken with the hospital. So the grandkids are seeing, like, oh, look, there's pictures of Nana and Pop Pop, but it's actually the ones that the real Nana and Pop Pop had taken. Oh, wow. With their patients. Oh you know what I mean? Gosh. Like, they have pictures of, like, yeah. Yeah. So that's I why. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So, yeah, she's down in the basement. She finds them. Pop Pop, it's down there. Um, and takes her and locks her in a room with Nana. Oh my god. And Nana and Becca get into a fight. Under the fucking covers? Like, it's... At one point, like, a mirror breaks, and she just stabs the shit out of her with a mirror shard just repeatedly. It's awesome. It's super fucking great. I can't imagine Um, being a 15-year-old and having to do that. Like, the camera's kind of, like, lying on the bed where they're, like, fighting. So you're just, like, seeing, like, just a very close-up section of them, like, mm-hmm. wrestling in the bed. It's really fucking cool. Um, and because, like, and part of it, like, I like these scenes because in a lot of instances, like, these movies, you're like, why are they still filming? Becca's been using this camera as a light for the last ten minutes. Yeah. She's using it as the flashlight to get her through every room. And so that's why she's filming all of this, because that's how she's seeing. And it's not one of those, like, why does she still have the camera in her hand? She's scared. No, she's carrying it because she needs the flashlight. Well, that's, like, also the whole theme of the video game Outlast is yeah, you don't have weapons and you don't have a flashlight. You have the light on your camera. You're running. You're only running and hiding. Yeah. That is your... You run, can run, hide, and you can or hide. die. Yeah. You can run and you can hide. And that's why I suck at that movie, because I panic. 
I, I get fucking, all panicked and I'm I like, get ah! so panicky. I get so involved. I'm like, I'm literally the one in there about uh-huh. to die. And I like don't know which buttons to press, and then all of a sudden I'm caught because I got my ah. hands froze. Um, I love Outlast. You too. Uh, so scary. So this again. So Nana's had a picture. Um, Pop Pop and T Diamond oh are gosh. in the kitchen, oh. and Pop says, "Pop says I never liked you." Um, and he takes off his pants. We don't see this. It's behind a, a thing. Takes off his pants and then takes off his diaper. And then... Ah! <laughs> right in the face of T-Diamond. Just smears. He's like, I heard you a germaphobe. And then just... <laughs> and it's fucking... And T-Diamond's froze the way he did at the football game. He's frozen. He can't move. He's freaked out. And so Pop-Pop's doing all this stuff. So Becca comes down, and I mean, Spider Monkey jumps on this man's back to save her brother. Just, like, like just on him. Just Brave. fucking wrestling him around. And that's the moment that T-Diamond unfreezes, because he couldn't save himself. But the second that Becca was in trouble, he unfroze, and he knew what to do. And this is my favorite part. Other than the Yahtzee moment, this is my favorite <laughs> moment. When he's running around yelling football terms, and he's like, go to the line, get the defense, break through, break through. And he's like, and so he gets Pop Pop on the ground, he shoves him down, and he's bashing his fucking head in with the fucking refrigerator door, screaming all these fucking football terms, and like just keeps coming back and bashing it. And Beck is like holding him back. And <laughs> hey, other crazy ass bitches in here! <laughs> this kid has lost it. He is... Went past the breaking point. Oh my god. It was so fucking... Even it again, <sighs> even if the rest of this movie sucked and it didn't, even if it did, I would be so into it because of this fucking scene. It, everything comes together so fucking perfectly. His germophobia, his little thing with his dad, all of it just, and he just smashing this man. And you're not seeing it, it's off screen, but it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what he's doing. You can see the, like, body, like, laying there. Mm-hmm. And it's pouring rain outside, so eventually they run outside, the rain's pouring down, and the cops and their mom get there right at that moment, and they're all hugging. And it's great! And they're saved! And there's this very, very sweet moment at the end. Where Catherine Hahn um, finally sat down um, with her daughter. Because she wouldn't tell her what actually happened the day she left. She kept telling her daughter, I'm not going to say what happened the day I left because I don't want to. If they decide to tell you, they tell you. Yeah, and now, you know, they weren't going to get that opportunity. So she opened up and shared the story. And essentially it was like her parents, you know, didn't want her to run off with this guy. So, um, her mom, like, cursed at her. And blocked her from leaving. And blocked her from leaving. And Catherine Hahn, what, like, cursed at her back. She hit her mom. Oh, she hit her mom. And then her dad dad hit hit her. her. And they all kind of stood there for a minute, like, oh, shit, that just happened. Yeah. And then they all just, and then she left, and they haven't spoken, they never spoke again until, you know, and then her parents died. But Becca asked her if, like, her parents tried to reach out. She's like, yeah, shortly after. They told me my, that for, and, like, she knew that her daughter was trying to get her that forgiveness from her parents. And she told her, she's like, I didn't need that. They offered it. If it was there when I wanted it, shortly after I left, they told, they reached out to me. And if I had wanted that, I could have gotten it at any time. It literally, like. It got to me. It really, it's such a sweet, sweet thing. And then the credits roll. (laughs) And we get this little tiny note that says, my brother insisted that I put this in the movie. (laughs) It is D-Diamond Raffi. I love Raffi. Oh, and also she does, she puts in footage of her dad. Because she, like, she gets that message from her mom and she, like, learns, like, you know, it's not, not everything's black and white. I'm not, I'm not going to just completely shut that part off. I'm still going to use these images of me and my dad when I was younger because it means something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, this movie is so fucking well written, so well directed, so well acted. I cannot believe it didn't get bigger than it did. Right. Like, not a lot of people know about this movie, especially for an M. Night Shyamalan. I, like, 
please go watch this. It is so fucking good. Every time I bring up this movie to people, like, everyone always has, like, such a reaction. If they have seen it, they're like, oh, the visit. And I'm like, yes. yes. That is the correct reaction. Because some shit goes down. Or you could be like, ooh, that movie. I yeah. also can understand but and so many that. people are like oh i've never heard of that and it's like dude you're missing out right but yeah so i i actually watched this movie because it was covered by the dead meat podcast i had never really heard of it so i was at work and needed to watch a movie while i was doing some like purging and so i put it on my phone and the whole time i was so engrossed and i was like oh my god this is amazing and ever since that i've just been fucking obsessed with this movie and I'm so glad. Like, when I saw it, because, again, Jess put together all the fun footage fall. When I saw this was on the list, I got so fucking excited because this is one of my favorite uh, found footage movies. Um, and and like, it's easy we, to forget. Yeah. And, like, we talked about, like, the connections between, like, how we feel about T-Diamond and Annie. Annie from last week's episode when we did Dash Cam. Like, there are just a lot of similarities there's poop. Yeah. There's There are rapping. Like parallels to this movie. It's weird because they're so different and they have nothing to do with each other. Nothing. But they have. Besides like an old lady and poop. And the rapping what? and the, like, it just, like, there's so many yes. weird similarities for movies that have no, they don't have a similar direction style other than found footage. Right. No similar story. Like, mm -mm. just these characters that just kind of make these like cinematic parallels um, yeah and i absolutely put that and i liked dash game but i love the visit yeah i put those together not on purpose in that way i think it was subconsciously and i yeah. was like okay yeah i'm not mad at I'm not mad at that absolutely and i'm yeah. so fucking happy about it so glad we got to cover this i've been wanting to cover it anyway because i've been wanting to talk about it i want more people to go and watch it because i think it's do. so fucking yeah. worth it um but yeah, wow, what a good fucking movie. Love I have it. no idea what's next week. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I want to say maybe Unfriended is next, or maybe Deadstream. Maybe Dead. I don't remember. I can't remember, but uh, we've got a few yeah. more weeks of this, of course, um, and I am absolutely fucking loving it this far. I hope you all are, too. Um, so yeah, uh, in the meantime, though, make sure you follow and like the YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the, follow the Twitter and, no, 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 sorry, the Instagram and the TikTok at Barely Living Dreadful, Twitter at Living Dreadful. If you want to email us with comments, questions, concerns, or requests, we are at Barely Living Dreadful at gmail.com. And until next week, stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. And we can't help that we want to be, be titty smothered. We love you, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs>